Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Hey, Freedom Sisters. This is Ruth Willett. I am back on as your host today. I'm the prayer coordinator for the Freedom Challenge, and I get the privilege of sharing a little about what God has done in and through the Freedom Challenge as we come to you in the year 2022. The year of Freedom Challenge's 10-year anniversary. I wonder if you've seen any of the posts highlighting the testimonies of the last 10 years as we declare together, look what the Lord has done. 2022, it's kind of fun to see. And as I dug into it a little bit, um, there was a lot of really cool things. One being it's very much about light. But as we look back on these pandemic years, which we're still in, we need to remember to see that light. And I feel that we are going to look back with this exact cry, look what the Lord has done. Right now, however, we're still smack bang in the middle of it. And although we may know better, although I should know better, you know, like we heard or I spoke about in the Peace podcast that you might have listened to, we know that Shalom destroys the authority that's establishing chaos. And yet, even though I know this is true, and I've enjoyed some deep-rooted, beautiful, I feel like I'm presently fighting to stay here. The constant drip, drip, drip of this season we find ourselves in, quite honestly, is tiring. The sorrow is real. The division is real. The loneliness is real. And the confusion is real. But it's not the truth. The truth is, darkness doesn't get to win. Chaos will be, is being silenced. And God is not only on the throne, but he's present. He cares. So what about now, when it might be a little harder to see what the Lord has done? What about now? Now is the time to remember the ways that this has been true. The Old Testament is filled with places about remembering, about testifying. David in Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. In Deuteronomy 6 and 12 we read, Be careful not to forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery. In 1 Chronicles 16 and 12, it says, remember the wonders he has done, his marvels and the judgments he has pronounced. Careful not to forget. It's possible to forget. It's actually quite easy to forget that I'm realising in this past month. It's quite easy to forget, to forget to be thankful, to forget to have hope when the other stuff begins to speak a little louder. So we need to remind ourselves and others. I think I've answered why, but do you know that testimony means do it again, God? I was listening to Paul Manwaring speak yesterday and he is so confident in the goodness of God because of the testimonies he's lived through. And some of the things he says is, God wastes nothing, he gets us ready. From the Romans 8 verse that says God works all things together, he wastes nothing. He gets us ready. 
But he also says this thing. In your past, the truth is that he, God, redeems the lows and repeats the highs always. So we don't want to forget the highs because we want to see them repeated in our lives and in the lives of others. Do it again, God. So, you know, I like words. I looked up the origin of the word remember and it comes from Latin re plus Latin memor, mindful. And together it makes rememori. Sorry if I'm um, butchering it, which I'm sure I am. Rememorare, meaning to call to mind. So here's a question. What is one benefit that God has brought to your life in the past and in this year so far? Pause the podcast and take a moment to celebrate that. Welcome back. I'm wondering if you have a smile on your face. You've just remembered how God has come through. You've just heard about how speaking it out and testifying is us declaring, do it again, God. So I'm going to ask you to pause again right now and share your testimony with someone on the challenge with you. Or if you're sitting at home listening to this or walking around your neighbourhood, maybe phone someone and share it. Okay, it's kind of weird recording this in my closet. If you have some great testimonies that are arising from this or arise from the remembering, um, I'd love to ask you to email them to us um, at Freedom Challenge um, or get on to Instagram or Facebook at the AFC USA because I want to hear them all. Anyway, carrying on. A year or so ago, the pastor at my church was talking about the importance of testimonies and she read from Judges 2, 6 to 10. The Amplified Bible says it this way. And when Joshua had sent the people away, the tribes of the Israelites went each to his inheritance to take possession of the land. The people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great work of the Lord which he had done for Israel. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. And they buried him in the territory of his his inheritance, in the hill country of Ephraim. Also, all that generation, in brackets, also all the people of that generation were gathered to their fathers in death. And another generation arose after them who did not know, recognize or understand the Lord, nor even the work for which he had done for Israel. And the Good News translation in verse 10 says, That whole generation also died, and the next generation forgot the Lord and what he had done for Israel. I mean, some of the things that he had done for Israel was bring millions of people freedom by parting a sea. (laughs) Things that you think you might never forget because they are that impactful. The next generation forgot the Lord and what he had done for Israel. I don't know if any of you journal. I do. It's been really helpful to still my mind. But you know, about a year ago, I grabbed a journal from three or four years ago and read about this amazingly impactful and I thought life-changing truth that God had been teaching me about my identity and who he is. And when I grabbed this a year ago, God was actually teaching me the same lesson again in the moment that I grabbed the journal. I mean, I guess he was going to a deeper layer, but you know what? I couldn't even remember that I had learned it. What I felt was a life-changing lesson. And it had been, but I forgot it. 
And I think sometimes we think, I think that we'll never forget the important things, but it's just not true. Our natural mind is not going to put priority on the things of God. We have to train it to take captive thoughts and to remember. Psalm 106 verses 8 to 14 says, Yet he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make known his mighty power. He rebuked the Red Sea and it became dry. He led them through the deep as through a desert. So he saved them from the hand of the foe and redeemed them from the power of the enemy. And the waters covered their adversaries, not one of them was left. He believed, but they soon forgot his works and they did not wait for his counsel. They forgot the parting of the Red Sea. Have you ever seen the Prince of Egypt animation? You know, this wall of water that rises up as we see them walk across. They forgot this. I was surprised I forgot a moment of revelation, but that God can part a sea and it be forgotten. How is that even possible? But here's the thing. It is. We will forget if we don't choose to remember. So again, take a moment, think of the ways that God has come through for you in your life, how he's healed your heart, your family, how he's brought comfort, how did he provide financially. I believe that remembering the small paves the way for the great. I know that my God wants to bring freedom to the enslaved women, children and men of the world because I've seen how relentlessly he's pursued my freedom. Let me say that again. I know that my God wants to bring freedom to the enslaved women and children and men of the world because I have seen how relentlessly he has pursued my freedom. And I know that I have to care about this because I've experienced how much God cares. How has God gone after a whole heart, a life that knows how to dream, to love, to be loved? How has he done this for you? Pause the podcast and ponder these things and spend some time in prayer thanking God for how he has been present in your life. Past, present. Welcome back. For some of you, you maybe just paused that for a few minutes and found it really hard to remember. My encouragement to you is don't give up. For some of you, maybe you paused it for a week. (laughs) I don't know. My encouragement to you is don't run from the things that God is bringing up. Yeah, I have taken time with our personal journey because I so strongly believe that the freedom of one changes the lives of many. How many of you are on here fighting for the freedom of others because you yourselves have been freed, loved and championed by our beautiful God? And this is what he wants to do for all his kids everyone made in his image. And just a time out here on a side note, if you're unsure that God has fought for you or championed you, seen you or loved you, I'd encourage you to pause this podcast and chat with someone walking with you now or chat with God because he will answer that. We are taking on this physical challenge because we want to see God's freedom reign in this world. We want to see human trafficking end because people matter. So whether it's walking in Georgia, trekking in the Everglades in Florida, hiking the Oat Hill Mine Train in California, or the White River National Forest of Colorado, or maybe you'll hike in Washington State with extravagant views of Mount Rainier National Park, 
or maybe a friend sent it to you and you're walking in your neighborhood. Here's what I want to remind you. Last year, God clearly said, I want you to know and to believe that your steps matter, your prayers carry weight, and your God is fighting. And if you know me, you know that I always say, nothing is impossible for our God. This God parted the Red Sea. Actually, this God created all that we see and said to the sea, the waters, you can come this far and no farther. This God stretched out his hands, put stars in place, and this God never loses a fight. This God never loses a fight. And he is saying, it's enough. Darkness doesn't get to win. It hasn't overcome the light and freedom will reign. So pause this podcast and thank God for who he is and always has been and cry out to him to bring freedom and light to the darkest of spaces. Tell him that he said he's fighting and that you believe him. Maybe even ask him if he would show you how. Again, welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us. More than 10 years ago, God inspired Kathy Anderson to take a step, many steps, to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro and to the creation of the Freedom Challenge. God had brought Kathy freedom from fear as she hiked a mountain with him, and she in turn wanted women to seek freedom in themselves and in the lives of women and children whose freedom is challenged every day. Do it again, God. Do it again. She wasn't alone in that desire, and how do I know that? because when she climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, it was with 47 other women. And these women were the largest female group who attempted to climb Mount Kilimanjaro together. And they were the first group of 48 or more women to have 90% of their group reach the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro. And from this one place of personal freedom, submitted to God, there are now countless others, including yourself, continuing this mission. Women hike, walk, run, share, travel, pray, speak and fundraise to seek justice, love, mercy and walk humbly with their God, all for the sake of ending modern day slavery. And since those early days, God has continued to show up, empowering us to continue to champion this cause to prevent, develop, rescue and restore brokenness. And with him, together, we've raised over 2,400,000, which translates to over 16,000 women and children led to the doors of freedom. We've scaled Kilimanjaro, the Seven Summits, the base camp of Everest, the Alps, Machu Picchu, Mount Hood, Grand Canyon, and more. All because of him and a submitted life. And we have seen women personally freed. And we've seen women literally freed as God has showed up time and time again. Do it again, God. I'm going to take a minute to testify. God always shows up. He is seeing everything that is going on with you and he is moving his hand to show you how much he cares. If a difficult memory keeps raising its head, I would say sit and talk with God. A counsellor can also be a good idea here too. But what I've seen God do when this happens is come into those places and spaces and show his truth. And the pain and lies have to begin to bow their head and open up. And as they open up, there's space for light and healing to begin to come through. Even though, and this is important, 
The pain is real and the sorrow still happened. But our God, he is an expert at showing us how big he is while he still lavishes comfort on us because of what the pain and sorrow have taken from our lives. Our God is an expert at showing us how big he is and therefore how small the pain is in comparison to his bigness. But he still lavishes extravagant comfort on us because of what the pain and sorrow have taken from our lives. Don't pass this by because our freedom matters for the freedom of the whole. So if you're on your regional challenge and wondering how on earth you got here, or you've signed up for Mount Kilimanjaro and are second guessing yourself, let's remind our soul that God is wanting to do it again. Bring freedom to you and bring freedom to others. So take time for your personal freedom. Testify how God has worked in you because he always wants to pass it on. I came off a Zoom call with some of the ladies who had hiked the very first Freedom Challenge in Mount Kilimanjaro, then known as the Freedom Climb. And I came off that excited. I mean, I was buzzed. I was talking to all my colleagues who weren't as lucky as me to be on that call and telling them the things that these women were saying and what they had done. Almost everyone on the call had continued to bring freedom and impact their communities when they came home. It wasn't a one and done hike. One woman came home and started working with girls in the streets and ended up adopting a child. Another began volunteering with a local NGO. Another became a regular giver and yet another has prayed faithfully for 10 years, meeting together with a group of people, knowing that our God is a God of freedom and more than able to change the fact that 40 million million are enslaved in the world. So for those like me who can often find it hard to celebrate the small steps, I want to remind you that it matters, it all matters, and our personal freedom in God's hands will always be multiplied and will change nations. Our personal freedom in God's hands will always be multiplied and will change nations. Thank you, Kathy Anderson, for believing in your personal freedom and for allowing us to see it change nations. Lastly, ending on something that I pretty much have no idea about, but let's try. Towards the beginning of the podcast, I said that I had looked up the origin of the word remember. It comes from the Latin re and memor, mindful. And together it makes rememorare, meaning to call to mind. And one, I felt it was worth repeating, to call to mind, to be mindful, to remember. The other thing was, beside the re, In brackets, it has expressing intensive force. So I looked up intensive force. And honestly, I'm not sure how much of this my brain understands. But anyway, according to Google, the internal intensive force is the internal energy of a thermodynamic system. It's the energy contained within it. It's the energy necessary to create or prepare the system in any given internal state. So I think, now 
don't write a test paper on this because you might fail. I think it's also part of the process required to give movement that brings displacement. Now, what I got from this, and again, whoops and sorry if I'm talking rubbish, but here's what struck me, so bear with me. What struck me was that we, when we put energy, intensive force, into this remembering, this very act of testifying will actually displace the lies, the fears, the hopelessness, you name it, that life and or the enemy have managed to place on us because life is life and at times tragically so. I mean, again, we're on here because we care that human trafficking and modern day slavery has reached 40 million. It's touched every country of the world. So life is life, at times, tragically so. But this very act, if given the importance it's due, will change this. One, it will bring about thanksgiving, and this act alone will change our lives. And at the beginning, I said, forgetting is easy. In fact, this last month, I have forgotten. I have forgotten what to be thankful for. And I can tell you, it has changed my life negatively. And so again, I am remembering there is so much about you, God, that I can say thank you for. There is so much that I have seen you do that I can say thank you for. Help me to remember. And I'm sorry for when I've forgotten. And in that repentance, I'm just going to turn around and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to thank you that you're the God who stops the sea. You're the God for whom nothing is impossible. You're a God who I've seen bring restoration to a broken relationship with my daughter. There's nothing you can't do. It will also impact generations. I want to be a family where my children and my children's children are not only remembering that we have a God and we trust a God who parted the sea, but who brought freedom to my life and my family. A God who was not content for me to live a loveless and half-hearted life and pursued me so relentlessly to bring my heart to love and life. And he wants to do it again. A God who bound up my broken heart and has, has brought and is bringing beauty from ashes. A God who is pursuing my children as relentlessly as he pursued me. And he is a God who never loses. I've seen broken hearts healed. I've seen mental health restored. And like in the words of the song, Too Good To Not Believe by Brandon Lake and others, don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen broken hearts healed. I've seen mental health restored. Don't you tell me he can't do it. And on that perfect phrase, I'm going to land this plane and end it here. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for caring for your prayers and for your steps. We are going to see this mountain of human trafficking move. And until we do, let's keep testifying about our freedom. And let's thank God for the rescues and restorations that we have heard about, even if it's just one. So let's keep journeying together in this year as we reflect on what the Lord has done and will continue to do. So until next time, let's continue to do good, helping to free enslaved men, women and children to do more than we ever thought physically possible and to do it together with others who have a heart 
for a hurting world. Thank you for joining me today. Let's remember and cry out, do it again, God. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.